still coming out of Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 and 34. entitled today choose life but I'm gonna add choose life in favor <laughs> because in choosing life that is God's life you are choosing to have favor to walk in blessing to to walk in favor and watch this and it is a choice many times we negate our responsibility to get what God has for us. But, but we have a part to play in order to get what he has already given. Oh, I'm preaching already. Uh, let's see. Let's read it. But seek first above everything else the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. <laughs> Sufficient for the day, it is its own trouble. Amen. Father, even now, take us higher in your spirit. Give us more anointing, more power. Give us listening ears that we may receive. Lord, Lord, speak. Lord, just speak. Lord, just speak. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. The more I study kingdom, the more I realize that many of us, if not all of us, is leaving our blessings on the table. Because we, 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 even as saved people, we walk between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light Amen. because we don't really understand how to live out our lives. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The kingdom of God is not a democracy. Democracy means that the people are empowered, that, that God looks at the majority and says, well, if they want this, they, they can have this. But the kingdom of God is a theocracy. It's theo, God, which means that it's the way God says it is. Now, now watch this. In this government that we are Christians are living in, whether we know it or not, we are citizens of the kingdom of God. With that comes power. With that comes blessing. With that comes authority. With that come privileges. But, but the problem is, is this. I have to learn how to walk in the kingdom way to get what the kingdom has for me. Uh, that means then, though I'm saved, I can't act anyway and expect to get what God has for me. So watch this. So, 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 so my daily and your daily decision determines how blessed I am. Can I go a little bit deeper? God said, if you obey me, if you do what I tell you to do, if you submit to my heart, he said, he said, what's it? Chase me. And my blessing will chase you. He said, my blessing will run you down and tackle you. <laughs> he said, he said, he said, if you obey me, if you, if you surrender, if you submit to me. And watch this. He said, well, I am dealing with your heart. Just say yes. I see God. 
And I'm looking at scriptures in the Bible where Jesus is standing in the middle of Israel and he's saying, and he's crying out in the middle, he, 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 he interferes, he messed up this ceremony and he cries out. He said, if you would just come to me, I will bring you up under my wings as a mother hen brings up her chicks. God is crying out. Choose life and choose favor. I think that as children, we break God's heart because, listen, my, my son is grown, which means I can't make decisions for him anymore. I can guide him, I can tell him, but if he chooses to go another way, and even if I know that way is not beneficial for him, it will break my heart, but I can't stop him. We are God's children, and his word tells us, he said, I'm blessed in this way. This is where the blessing is. But when we choose to go some way other, it breaks God's heart. But God's not going to come down and stop you. What we have is this thing called choice, which means then God responds to our response to him. Matter of fact, God don't even have to respond. He already sitting down because the blessing's already done. The question is, and you and I are going to trust his word enough to walk in what he has already said and trust God with the results. I think we still living in the lie of Satan. That is in Genesis when he says to Adam and Eve, God is keeping something from you. They did not understand the heart of God. God was trying to get everything to them, but in his time. As he taught them how to grow up in him, he wasn't going to hold nothing back. But let me tell you something. If God bless you too quickly, the blessing will kill you. There's some blessings you can't take yet. There's some blessings you can't stand yet. If God give you what you want before you're ready, that blessing will become a curse. Because some of us, if God blessed us too much, we'll run off and leave God. We be talking about we are God. You know, so, so God has to work on my inward character on your inward character, because God can't take you no higher than your character can hold you. I need to say that again. That's a quotable. God can't take you. God can't bless you no higher than your character can hold you. And if your character can't stand to be blessed, God can't take you there. Kingdom. If there's a kingdom, there's a king. And Jesus is king. You know, if you're saved, you got him as a savior, but that does not mean you act like he's your king. Can be saved, but haven't surrendered to the will or the edicts or the way of the king. Proverbs says, Proverbs, let me see what Proverbs, where I'm going at. Proverbs 14 says, there is away, Proverbs 14, 12, that seems right unto a man. But watch this. The end, therefore, is death. You know what this is saying? The world is doing it. Everybody else is doing it. But what they don't realize is that, that where it's leading to is going to be spiritual death. Let me talk to some people. Let me talk to all of us. You know, sometimes we get jealous of people of the world because they are doing whatever they want to do and it seems like it's working for them. Can I tell you a secret? It won't work for you. If you are a child of God, what they're doing won't work for you. Matter of fact, it's not going to work for them because they in there. See, see, Satan is going to bless them because he don't want them to wake up. But when you step over and start doing what they're doing, 
You have just came up from under the covering of God and the devil's trying to kill, steal, and destroy you. So why in the world would you mess with somebody that's trying to take you out anyway? Turn to your neighbor and say, Satan got hit on you. Satan got hit on you. Oh, he got a contract on you. He got a contract on you. You better stay covered. You better stay up under the blood. You better be obedient. Satan got a contract out on you. <laughs> and as long as you stay up under the covering and under the blood of Jesus Christ, he can't touch you. But if you step over into his territory, well... This kingdom thing is for real. And in every day, it, it takes an act of our will to submit to God and say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I'm every day. I'm, listen, I can't depend on yesterday's submission. Today I got to submit. I can't depend on where I was last week. Because I got some new tests today. I got some new struggles today. I got some new thoughts today. Which means today, I got to make up my mind. Lord, I'm going to trust. Kingdom is relationship. It's not just right and wrong. Listen, the Ten Commandments was written to show us God's character, who he is, to show us the, the, what we was originally made in, that we would have walked in with no trouble. So it shows us how far we have fallen. Because within ourselves, by ourselves, we cannot walk in the Ten Commandments. It's not meant to save us. It's meant to show us we need a savior. But now, you got the Holy Spirit. Now it's not so much walking into Ten Commandments. It's walking in the voice of the Holy Spirit that now is within every believer. And he is prompting you. He is pushing you. He's restraining you. He's showing you how to love your enemies when you don't want to. He's showing you how to keep your mouth quiet when you want to open it up and let somebody have it. He ought to be showing us how not to have road rage while we're behind a car because somebody in front of us is not driving the way we want them. I got a question. Why are you going to let somebody steal your peace in your car? Some of us, I mean, we could. Good thing there's no mics in our car. The measure of our Christian maturity of how far we're walking in kingdom agenda is not how gifted you are. Let me say that again. You can be a baby Christian gifted out of this world. Because gifting has nothing to do with spiritual maturity. Ah. Can I go a step farther? And if we don't watch it, we will put babies in positions because they're gifted. So now you got a baby running things because they're gifted. Kingdom maturity is, is that you don't get frustrated, bent out of shape, out of every little thing that comes your way. Oh, let me stick my foot. I'm going to stick my whole foot in this. Which means that the stuff that used to get you upset don't bother you no more. 
because you refuse for anybody and everybody to take you out of your place of peace because it costs you too much how to walk with Jesus. And now that you walked with him and you know he's real, you know he's a mind regulator. You know he'll give you joy in the midst of the storm. You're not going to let just anything or anybody take you out of your position. The problem is some of, some of us never experienced it. So we don't know how real it is. I'm going to throw a boomerang at you, okay? Y'all ready? Trump shouldn't make you that upset. Some of y'all are looking at me like I'm crazy. Listen, Trump is not in control. My God is in control. God sometimes got to move us out of our comfort zone so we would take our eyes off of folks and put it on him. For some of Obama was like Uzziah, and, uh, and God had to remove Uzziah because Israel was looking at Uzziah instead of looking at God. Now you got something you don't like, but don't let him steal your peace because God said, I will move the king's heart like water. My God is not worried. The Bible said, be still, get quiet, and know that he is God. Well, my question is, do we talk like he's in control? When, when we get in conversation, do, it, it, does, it, it, does it a conversation of knowing that he's Lord, that he's God, that he's, he's omnipresent, that he's all-knowing, that he's here right now? That, I mean, I, mean I, I know we get the wind knocked out, but, but you should stay knocked out. Been a year, you still knocked out. I know, I know we get knocked out, but, but, but you got to find that place of, of, of equilibrium. Lord, Lord, I'm not saying we don't cry. I'm not saying that's all. But there got to be a constant, you are my king. You are my Lord. I'm going to use kingdom principles. I'm going to praise you even when I don't feel like it. It should not be that hard for you to praise God. Matter of fact, in your spirit, it ought to come automatic. But let me be honest with you. The flesh don't want, don't, don't want to praise God. It don't take all that. Well, how you know till you do it? Listen, you don't know what you miss until you do it. There's some things that require, if it's going to come to you, it requires you. Don't worry about who's sitting next to you and for you to open up your mouth and pray. You know what? It's not for the choir. It's not for me. Praise is for you. God, listen, listen, God is still God whether we praise him or not. But when you start praising him, something happens in your spirit. Praise make your flesh sit down and make... Why? Because constantly we are in battle to make him Lord and King. How can I say this? Listen, the world's problems are going to get worse. Let me talk to this group over here. The world's problems are going to get worse. We are 
in the world, we're not of the world. So if you're having a heart attack now, just wait. And <laughs> hey, you're about ready to lose your mind now, just what? Just hold on. Listen, listen, listen. In the world situation, it's not the best is going to come. The worst is coming. How I know that? I know my Bible. I know what the Bible says. But, but that should not change your equilibrium and peace because you ought to know you covered. You ought to know that in spite of what the world going through, God got a place for you that the devil can't come into. <laughs> you ought to know that God knows how to take care of his children. So therefore, you know, you know, I don't watch news more than I'm meditating on God. Because if I watch news more than I meditate on God, the, the, the news gonna get up in my spirit, up in my mind, all up in my emotions. And I'm going to be running around like a chicken with his head cut off. But because I know God is in control, I, I look at Trump and laugh and say, you are only doing as much as God allows you to do. And when God gets tired of you, he'll make you sit down too. Is there a kingdom thinking? Is there a kingdom view and whatever you're going through, there's some food don't taste good without salt. Most food don't taste good without salt. <laughs> Hear people all the time, I don't like the hospital food. They don't season it. Well, they're not supposed to season it. Some of us, when it comes to that time, our hand is attached to a salt saker. More salt than meat. Why? Because we want to get the flavor. Okay. You know what? Every view, every thought, every decision ought to be flavored with who God is. Therefore, when I look at it, my brother used to play baseball. My game was football. His game was, was baseball. My brother was good enough as a catcher. He really could have made it to the pros. He was that good. Um, probably didn't have the support that he needed. My brother was really good. I played baseball a little bit, and I started playing catcher, too. I had good reflexes. Um, and what I discovered as a catcher is I knew where the ball was going and I could see what the batter couldn't see. <laughs> if the ball was a drop ball where it drops because of the spin on it, I would have my glove right there ready to catch it. If it was a curve, I'm already seeing it curve. So I'm already moving my glove in position before it gets to the batter because I can see what's happening because I'm in a stoop position. We ought to live life from a stoop position. <laughs> Prayer is a stoop position that we see what God is up to and we see what other people can't see. So we don't act like other people act because we see what God is up to because God has given us a perspective that the world can't receive. See, but if I act like the world, if I think like the world, if I don't allow the word of God to, to, to sprinkle in all of my life, my perspective and your perspective is just like the world perspective, so we're gonna act like the world. But when you know that you know, that you know God is in control. Oh. 
Uh, you can face trials and tribulation and you say, I know he got me. I know I'm going to be all right. Listen, did you know that your story is already written? He's the author and finisher of my faith, which means it's already written. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. In Hebrews, that he is talking to us, he's saying there's a whole lot of blessings that the Christians have left untouched. He's talking, he's talking to us. He's not talking to non-believers. He's talking to believers. Okay? He said there are some promises that, that, that still remain that you have not tapped into. Tell, tap, you know, he said tap into it. Tap into it. Got to tap into it. Like what he said. He said, he said, we ought to live with a fear of not tapping into what has already been required, what has already been won, what has already in your account. He said, he said, he said, see, see, we, we were afraid that our neighbor might get a bigger card than us. A bigger bill, thank you. We, we're watching what people have and have on. And, and, and God's saying, that's worldly. Yeah. He said, the blessings I got for you, here, here you trying to get what the world has, and, and you leaving, what, and you're not tapping into favor. You're not tapping into blessing. What's this, what's this, what's this? What does fear of least any of you seem to have come short? Listen, of what's being given to you. Next verse. Let me run through this real quick. Indeed, the gospel was preached to us. That's how I know he's talking to Christians because he referred to himself. The gospel was preached to us as well as to them, the children of Israel who God delivered out of Egypt Egypt is a type of the kingdom of darkness. It's a type of the world and from Pharaoh. Pharaoh is a type of Satan. So look what he's saying. He delivered them out of bondage, out of the hand of Satan, out of the hand of the kingdom of darkness. Exactly what he's saying. He said, that is the illustration for you all because I'm telling the same story all over again. Like I did with the children of Israel, I delivered them, I have delivered you. Just like I set them free, I set you free. Like I prepared a land for them, I prepared some promises for you. He said, the problem is, even though it was already finished, established, and won for them, they did not have faith. So instead of Getting what they should have. They settled for something less. Let me show you how good God is. Here they are. 11 day journey into the promised land. But because they said, we look like grasshoppers in our own eyes. It was, their, it was the image of themselves. After all God had done for them, they did not realize I'm chosen. I'm elected. I'm, who's speaking to you? Do you realize what he's done for you? And if God did all that for you, you must be something awesome in his sight. He didn't allow Satan to destroy you. So why are you allowing your past to speak louder than your God? Uh, why are we allowing our past to speak louder than our God? God's been just that all. I mean, how much more does he have to prove? How much more does he have to do to show you he loves you? That you are precious in his sight. I mean, God says, says, I'm sitting in a room with four walls on every wall is your picture. He said, he said, he said, he said, I have tapped 
tattooed you on the palm of my hand. Even if I want to stop looking at you, I can't stop looking at you. Our God is that awesome of a God, and his love for us is that awesome. Hold on, no, watch this, watch this. Look what he said. He said, he said, he said, he said, I had it for them, and they refused to walk in. But let me tell you what God, God, God is so good. He loved them so much. Now, they was walking in a desert for 40 years. <laughs> now, look, still his children. He still loved them. And because he loved them, what God did in desert is hot during the day. So God had a moving air condition, a cloud to cover them from the heat during the day. It gets better than that. The desert gets cold at night. So he had a pillar of fire, a heater up in the sky that walked over them and set over them at night. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Our God is so awesome that he gave them manna, food, bread from heaven that tastes like waffles with syrup. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. For 40 years, their clothes didn't wear out. Now I'm thinking about this. Shoes didn't wear out, clothes didn't wear out. But what about the kids? Well, the clothes must have grew with the kids. Man, I know little Otis is growing. Doesn't it seem like that he wake up and he's bigger? Doesn't it seem like, you know, they go into this long sleep. Then when they wake up, when they went to sleep, the pants was fitting. They wake up, they're high waters. <laughs> now you got to buy school pants, church pants, casual pants, dress pants overnight. Can you imagine, man? You don't have to buy no more gym shoes. The gym shoes grow with his feet. Wait a minute. Look, hold on, hold on quiet for a minute. We are shouting and getting happy over secondary blessings. That wasn't the blessing that they was intended for them. <laughs> that was a secondary. I think most of us are shouting over secondary blessings. <laughs> I mean, y'all standing up. Look at your shoes. <laughs> profit them because it was not mixed with they didn't trust God. They went through stuff they didn't have to go through. Don't don't get me wrong. Walking to the promised land had its own, own, own problems, but it was just a problem of faith. But he already told them, I got 
places already built that you don't have to build. I got vine yards, I got, I got vegetable yards already planted that you don't have to plant. I, I have already given you a prepared land that of people that's not my people who refuse me, and I gave them 430 years to accept me, but because they reject me, they was putting it in storage for you. I have already given them the eviction notice. They know I'm on my way. They are more afraid of you than you are of them. They heard what I did to the Egyptians. The Egyptians were the number one nation in the world. And all you have to do is show up. That is the picture of kingdom and walking in kingdom. Many times God just wants us to show up and trust him. I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. We're not going to get as far as I thought I was going to get. Watch this, watch this, watch this. The very things I thought was going to be so hard, when I trust God and step in it, he already had it taken care of. When I do things and I do it, it's harder than what I anticipated because I'm doing it. <laughs> See, if I insist on fighting my own battle, you know what God's going to do? Let me fight my own battle. <laughs> but when I submit and surrender, Proverbs, Proverbs, I think it's three or five or five or three. It says, acknowledge him. But, but, but before we go there, it says, it says trust in the Lord. Listen, listen, not part of your heart with. And the NIV acknowledge is translated into a better word. It says, submit. Submit. Already come to him saying, I surrender. Already come to him saying, Lord, whatever you want. You know what? If I come and you come already with our mind made up, God's not saying nothing. Because let's be honest, sometimes we pray already knowing what we're going to do. Already made up our mind. God, God don't have to say that. And we pray acting like we're doing something. <laughs> sometimes our submission is depending on what he tells us to do, then God ain't going to say nothing because the submission shouldn't be dependent on what he says. It should be dependent on who he is. He's God. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's God. He's God. So sometimes what happens in our decision making, we're playing games with God. God's not playing. He's God. All you have to do is just sit back and say, one of the first things that we got to do is get real with us. Part of praying is not to get God to move, it's God trying to get us to move. To move us where he knows where he's blessing to. He has already blessed. I don't have to get him to bless. He has already blessed, but he's trying to get me to where the blessing is. It's really an act of, of him breaking 
us. I'm going to say this. The breaking of us is the best thing God can do. Because without the breaking, he can't use you. God's not wanting you to show up and act like a Christian. He wants to show up in you and be who he is in you. But in order for him to show up in me, Tracy got to sit down. I'm going to throw a boomerang at you. Another one. It's not about us. It's about him. Proverbs, Proverbs, come on up, come on up. Let me, let me take you through this real quick, then I'm done. I'm, I'm almost done. Give me 10 more minutes. Proverbs, I said, yeah, there we go. Come, come on. He said, he said trust in the love of all your heart. Lean not onto your what? Um, what? My way is higher than your ways. My thoughts is higher than your thoughts. As the heaven is higher than, than the sky, so is mine higher than yours. Which means that I don't care how wise you think you are, I don't care how, small, how smart you think you are. Listen, 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 listen. God's way is different than the world's way. Amen. Go ahead. He said, fear the Lord. Listen, fear the Lord. Sometimes as Christians, we have gotten too comfortable with the Lord. We have gotten too familiar with him. We think, oh, grace will cover me. Oh, his mercy will cover me. What if God decided not to give you grace? Okay, let's go on, let's go on, let's go on. Now let's hurry. Now, now this, this was amazing because I've always seen this, but I really didn't under connect this verse with the rest of the verse because I, I didn't understand how, how it operated under this, but, but it does operate because your spirit is connected to your soul and your soul is connected to your body. You are a trichotter. You are a three-dimensional person. You are a spirit being that has a soul that is in a body. Now watch this. Watch me now. If your spirit is sick, your soul is sick, and it's going to manifest itself in your body. Can, can I go a step deeper? When, when I don't have the peace of God because worry and stress was never meant to be part of the human experience. Adam and Eve never experienced stress, insecurity, none of that. So, so this stuff we go through is not coming from God. It's coming from the kingdom of darkness and stress will mess you up. Stress will make you so sick, it will lead to strokes, heart attacks, all sorts of physical ailments because we are around the world to dictate to us how we should operate, how we feel, ulcers and everything else because we have taken on or the world has put on us what we was never intended to carry. So he says here, when you trust me, when you walk in my way, he said, I would take the stress for you. And as one of the benefits, he says, I will give you health to your body because now stress is not stressing you out. So what stress would have done, it can't do because you're not stressed no more. He even goes to the same, he said, even to your bone, which is the core, the framework of your body, he said, I will speak health. See, what, uh, go to the next verse, I'll come back and I'm going to shut it down. He says, honor the Lord with your, I said, Lord, how does this go with trusting the Lord? He said, Tracy, what I'm talking about is, I'm not just the God of your spirit, I'm the God of your emotions, and I want to be the God of your provision. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But until you let me, uh -huh. until you invite me in, yes, sir. 
You know what? God won't step in where you haven't opened up the door. And when we haven't opened up the door for him to come in and be Lord, Satan has access. Here, it's the same thing as he says in our key verse, uh, Matthew chapter 6, 33. He says, when you seek ye first the king and his way of his kingdom and the covering of his righteousness, he says, all these things, what things, everything pertaining to life will be added to you. Proverbs saying the same thing. Lean not onto your own understanding, but in all your ways submit to him and he shall direct your path. He will make your path straight and I will be health to your body and I will bless your finances. It's not a new message. The same blessing he spoke to the children of Israel that they didn't take advantage of, he comes back and say to us. Know what I realized? He just don't want to be my savior. He wants to be my Lord. See, my savior means I'm going to heaven. But my Lord means I'm submitting to where he wants me to submit right now. And I don't get the benefits of his lordship until I allow him to be my lord. Philippians, give us a picture that when we see him, we're going to see him differently than what we know him. See, in the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of of Mark, Luke, and John, we see him as the lamb. But the Bible tells me that the next time we see him, we're not going to see him as the lamb. (laughs) The Bible tells me that the next time we see him, we're going to see him as the lion of Judah. <laughs> Matter of fact, Philippians says that, that, that when we see him, every knee, oh, y'all didn't hear me, every knee, see, 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 even Satan's going to bow, all the demons going to bow, see, every, every Muslim going to bow, see, 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 because when we see him, we're going to see him high and lifted up. When we see him, he's going to be reigning as God. My Bible tells me that he's Lord of lords and king of kings. And every knee, every tongue, listen, listen, those that don't want to confess now is going to confess them. But I'm so glad, I'm so glad I don't have to wait till then. Right now, Right now, he's my Lord of Lords. He's my King of Kings. I am constantly lifting him higher. I'm giving it to him. What is it you haven't given to the Lord? Yes, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. There's some things that he wants you to give, but you haven't given. There's some areas he wants you to trust him in, but you haven't trusted him. So watch this. So the benefit of our salvation isn't fully realized. Hold on, hold on. I'm not talking about heaven. I'm talking about blessing and favor here on earth. Oh, God don't have to take you out. He can keep you in. But you, but, you, but you feel like he done took you out. Oh, y'all don't hear me. There's something about Jesus that makes everything okay. Isn't it funny? You could be crying one moment and shouting the next. Somebody, the 
make you crazy. But what they don't know is that, that he'll step in right on time. Call on him. Call on him. He'll meet you where you're at. He'll take you where you need to be. There's, there's, there's grace there. There's peace there. When you're lonely, he'll come love on you in the midnight hour. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. Is there anybody that knows my Jesus? Is there anybody knows that he's good? Is there anybody been touched by my Jesus? Is there anybody that knows that he's Lord of Lords and King of Kings? Today, 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 he wants to take over. He wants to take over. The hardest thing is to release some things. <laughs> but when you release it, the peace comes. Deliverance comes. Your help comes. The joy comes. There's something about Jesus. I don't know where you are today. But I know he loves you. I know he died for you. I know he rose for you. And if you let him, he'll step in whatever it is. Praying to the Lord. I said, Lord, I don't understand. I don't understand all the hurt. I understand the stuff that you allow in people's life. Lord, I don't understand. I don't understand why so much pain. You know what? He didn't give me an answer why. This is what he said. If I couldn't heal it, I would not allow it. Point them to me, Tracy. Point them to me. What he was saying is, Tracy, I'm enough. I'm more than enough. For whatever life throws at them, he says he's enough. I, I will tell you today, he's enough. He's more than enough. Today, as the choir comes, wherever you at, come on. Mm.